Hi, this is your host, Pete Bloom. Welcome to American Heroes Network. Our core mission is serving the brave men and women who have sacrificed to ensure our freedom. You will hear true stories from those that have served, learn about veteran organizations and resources, and gain hope for your future knowing American Heroes Network, your community, and other veterans are here and at the ready to serve and help you and your family. We will talk about the hard topics like PTSD and TBI. You will also hear military history, inspirational stories, learn about networking with the community, and more. So come join us and be part of our family. Today's guest is a military spouse that has worked all over the world and knows four languages. And even before her current role, she was actively involved in helping others as the chapter co-founder and co-lead for the Military Spouse Professional Network at Travis Air Force Base. Right now, she's the program manager for the Hiring Our Heroes Corporate Fellowship Program and the Military Spouse Fellowship Program in Tampa and Orlando. So I would like to welcome Alexandra Johnston. Alexandra, good morning. How are you doing today? Good morning, Pete. I'm doing really well. Thank you for the opportunity to talk with you today. So I met Alexandra when she was a guest speaker at the Project Transition USA LinkedIn workshop in Tampa, Florida on McDill Air Force Base. And she provided such great information to the transitioning veterans there that I thought it was important and I wanted to share it with everyone. So those are some of the things that we're going to talk about today. Alexandra, what was military life like for you as a military spouse? It's still ongoing. My husband's currently still active duty and this is the fifth house we're living in in the last six years, which I think is oftentimes a very typical existence for a military family. And we did have a lot of very frequent moves and that can be challenging, although there's many benefits to doing that as well. So we try to find a good balance between finding the advantages of moving and also balancing the challenges along the way. But we've had a great couple of assignments. And for my husband, this is his 12th move. And I think we're nearing the end of that at this point, which is nice as we look forward to establishing ourselves in Tampa for the long run. I was going to ask you, is this hopefully the last one? And are you settling down here? You still don't really know at this point. We are most likely leaning towards staying in Tampa for a while. It's a great place to be. The city is growing tremendously. The entire central Florida region seems to be growing because I travel out to Orlando as well. So this is a great place. And so I think we're going to be here for a long time. That's pretty awesome. So I just want to ask you, this has to do with just where you guys have been. And one of the things that I found interesting was when you talked about knowing different languages, you actually taught French for four years. So how was that? And what about that duty station? I mean, where were you stationed to give you the ability to do that? When I was teaching French, I was actually in Florida. My husband was at McDill. And one of the things that I gained from that experience as a military spouse was facing the issues of license reciprocity when you cross state lines. So I was certified as a Florida teacher. And once we moved from Florida, we went to Washington, D.C., where my husband was at the Pentagon. And I realized very quickly that it wasn't going to be a quick process for me to be able to teach there. We were only in D.C. for 12 months, and then pcs to New Jersey, where, again, I was faced with the same issues of having to spend time and money on changing my license over. And then 12 months after that, again, we moved to California, at which point I was faced with the same issues again. And California certainly was, had a very difficult process. And that was part of my reason for getting involved with 
advocating for better military spouse employment opportunities and for licensed reciprocity and bringing that conversation to the forefront because there are so many military families and military spouses who struggle with being able to work in their field while moving with an active duty spouse. Yeah, you really kind of summed it up there by just saying you went to all these different places. It kind of makes sense to why spouses need so much help, if not even a little more help, because every time a move happens, whoever the active duty military person is, they have the same job, basically. They're doing the same thing, and that's what they were trained in, and they do it no matter if it's in another country or another state or whatever. But the spouse, be that male or female, has to figure out, can I do the same thing in another state? Do I have to start over and do something new? And that's definitely really a struggle. So I understand why you find that so important. So on that note, tell me about your story and why you want to help veterans and military families. Sure. So I got involved with Hiring Our Heroes, which is the organization that I now proudly work for as the program manager for the fellowship programs here in Tampa and Orlando. But before I was working for them, I actually volunteered a lot of my time towards this issue. Looking at some of the statistics, you will know that the lack of employment opportunities for military spouses creates a lot of stress and influences a family's decision to stay in or leave the military. And so I started looking into that a lot more and trying to find ways to use the resources that are available for spouses to find more meaningful employment opportunities and to also bring the local business community to the table to understand those issues. And so while we were at Travis Air Force Base, I got together with a couple of fabulous military spouses who felt very passionate about the same issues and were being affected by that as well. And together we co-founded this chapter of the Military Spouse Professional Network. And that network is still very much up and running. And there are, in fact, over 55 networks across military installations of the Military Spouse Professional Network, which is a volunteer-led organization that creates those conversations, creates a space and a place for military spouses to come together and also bring in business leaders to understand the issues that they're facing when it comes to unemployment or underemployment, which is also a very common problem in the military spouse community. So that's how I got involved with this space and got to know a lot of military families, got to understand more about the transition challenges that military members face as well. And in general, employment is one of those things that's a vital part of our lives. And when transitioning service members are going through that pivotal moment, I wanted to be involved with an organization that helps those families transition into a second career, into a life past the military And so when this position for the fellowship program came open in Tampa, I wanted to do everything that I could to fill those shoes here in the local community. And I'm delighted that I was able to do that and that the timing worked out. We were ECSing at the same time to Tampa. And now we're here. Based on what you were doing and what you established in such a solid foundation for spouses of a support network. I think it's only fitting that it's almost like now you've taken it to the next level and you're going to be able to hopefully, I think, impact even many, many more people and then even taking it a step further now is, I guess, integration with companies. 
You're absolutely right. That is spot on. The fellowship program out of Hiring Our Heroes has a number of fantastic programs. The fellowship program is certainly one of the programs that is so hands-on and so pragmatic and so practical and such a foot in the door that really creates so many tangible results and has amazing statistics behind it. In 2018, we had 726 fellows placed. The 2019 stats are higher, closer to 1,000. I believe it's somewhere around 960 fellows that were placed in the fellowship programs across the different locations in the U.S. And we have a job offer rate of 92%. And in 2018, the average salary that the fellowship led to was $88,000 a year. Those stats keep going up. And the military spouse fellowship side, we have the statistics actually for 2019, where we had 66 spouses go through the program. It's a much newer program, of course, offered in only six locations versus 16 locations for the fellowship program for transitioning service members. There we have an 88% offer rate and an average salary for the military spouse fellowship is around $65,000 a year. You know, that's actually amazing. Those statistics are really great. And I think they're just going to keep climbing the more the word gets out. I want to just say first, so that people understand, is one of the things that's out there that's available that is not really super well known, but it's gaining in popularity now, is what's called the SkillBridge program, the DOD SkillBridge program. And so basically, active duty military have the opportunity to find a company and potentially work with that company where they're still getting paid by the military and the company doesn't have to pay them anything. So the company gets a win out of it. And then the transitioning military person gets a win out of it because they're getting experience out in the business community. So that's something that's really important, but it's very difficult sometimes for those transitioning to figure it out, to find it, to know how to do all the paperwork. And Hiring Our Heroes and others have taken the initiative to say, we will help you establish all this. We will help you make the connection with the company. So it takes a lot of the frustration and the difficulty out of making this happen for those that are transitioning. So that's kind of where you're coming in. Aside from the statistics, tell me just a little bit about Hiring Our Heroes' mission And then we'll get into the details of actually what these different programs do. Sure. So Hiring Our Heroes is a program under the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation in Washington, D.C. It was launched in March 2011 as a nationwide initiative to help veterans, transitioning service members, and military spouses find meaningful employment opportunities. Early on, Hiring Our Heroes adopted two key strategies, really, and those are grassroots engagement, which I kind of talked a little bit about, although there are many forms of that within the organization, and then public-private partnerships. And through a commitment-based engagement of the business community, it's so important to get those business leaders to the table. We've had more than 1,200 job fairs that were held across the country and on military installations overseas. We have a suite of free online career tools, and then we work with our partners to help hundreds of thousands of veterans and military spouses find jobs. So the mission of Hiring Our Heroes is really to empower the military community to thrive in the civilian workplace, and absolutely the SkillsBridge program is one that allows us to do that through the Corporate Fellowship Program, which is that 12-week 
program while people are still active duty and are allowed to, instead of going to their regular job in the Army, Marine Corps, Navy, or Air Force, they're allowed to participate in a fellowship and an internship at a company in the private sector. It's an incredible program and an incredible opportunity to make sure that the second career that you're stepping into is the right career for you. And as you mentioned, for companies, it's a great way to extend the interview process at no cost for 12 weeks to also make sure that bringing on this oftentimes senior level employee is a good decision for the company and for the culture and that they do fit in. So we have tremendous success with our partner companies who appreciate the fact that they get to work with our fellows. And then I, I also I had an interesting conversation yesterday with an HR director who pointed out that this transition period is so stressful and you know whether or not they have any downtime between transitioning out of the military and into a second career. And one of the things that we discussed was the fact that if you are able to spend 12 weeks in your new job with getting to know your new colleagues, getting to know the environment, getting to know the basics of the job that you're stepping into, that certainly makes that transition so much smoother than transitioning out of the military, then going into a job hunt and not knowing where you're going to end up, where you're going to land, and then also stressing over those first couple of weeks of onboarding into a company and getting to know those people at that point. So the fellowship is just a fantastic way of smoothing out that transition and making it easier for people to jump into their second career. Yeah, you know, and with the 92% rate, that sounds like basically most people that go into this program do get a job offer, and that's good to know. That's a very high percentage. We're yeah, it is a high percentage, and the numbers are certainly on the side of the fellows going through the program. The fellowship does not always end in a tremendous success, but in some cases, the 8% who don't, they have life circumstances that change. They decide that they need to focus on something else in their life. For the most part, we look for really good matches with the host companies. And the host companies also invest their time into finding the right match. So absolutely, the job offer rate is something that we're very proud of and very happy about. Yeah, you know, I would say that obviously would want to be hopeful for a 100% job offer rate, but obviously that's probably not always going to happen. But I guess the worst case scenario is that someone goes through this program and if there is that slight chance that they don't get the job offer, there's two things. Is One, they have now industry knowledge of how things work out in the business community with a company outside of the military. Or the other thing would be is that maybe they did this with a company and they realized, you know, that is not what I want to do. That is not me. And I think I want to go start my own business or something like that. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. So then the next thing in which is probably near and dear to your heart would be the spouse program through Hiring Our Heroes. So tell me about that. Absolutely. So the Military Spouse Fellowship Program is a much newer program, whereas the Corporate Fellowship Program has been up and running for six years. The Military Spouse Fellowship Program was launched in 2017. And we currently have that program available in a couple of current locations in Maryland, Northern Virginia, Dallas, San Antonio, San Diego, Colorado Springs, and then Tampa is the newest add-on location for that. So the Military Spouse Fellowship Program is shorter. 
the corporate fellowship program for the transitioning service members is a 12-week program, whereas the military spouse fellowship program is only six weeks. The spouses are paid through a stipend, an hourly stipend for Monday through Thursday, which are also the days for the corporate fellowship program. They both have a schedule of Monday through Thursday with a host employer. And then Fridays are Friday huddle days, which are mandatory for the transitioning service members, but optional for the military spouses, though we strongly encourage everybody to participate because they're great opportunities to get to understand more of the business community in a certain location. And the Military Spouse Fellowship Program runs on the same date, so we also have three cohorts for that. And it's similarly a great opportunity for spouses to get a foot in the door with a local employer. Unlike the corporate fellowship program that requires that the transitioning service member be active duty, so the fellowship program is not available for veterans, for those that have already transitioned or separated. The military spouse fellowship program is available for spouses of active duty members, spouses of veterans, or those who separated, and even spouses who have since divorced. So anybody who feels that they've been impacted by a active duty military career can apply to the program, which makes us a very inclusive program. And we also extend the fellowship for military spouses of Coast Guard, which we cannot do for the corporate fellowship program for the transitioning service members since the Coast Guard does not fall under the DOD. You know, it sounds like the spouse program in a way, is even a little more robust than the one for the active duty transitioning personnel, just because of the fact that it encompasses spouses of active, spouses of veterans, and spouses divorced from active duty or veterans. So that really is giving spouses a great opportunity. And that's really so good to see because over time, what I've noticed is that often people were only thinking about just the veteran. I mean, that is important, but for so long, it's here's veteran support, here's veteran support, and spouses just kind of always tagged along and had the struggles but weren't getting help. And it's nice to see that over the last several years that they're now starting to get more help. And this program seems like to be doing a very effective job of really including them and taking care of them very well. So that is pretty awesome. And I know your passion behind that. So you must be very pleased with that. You're absolutely right. And I think more and more people are realizing that military spouse employment issues really affect the retention, recruitment, and resilience of the military. And statistics show that the frequent moves that military spouses are facing lead to a lack of the network, which is the number one way of finding meaningful employment. In fact, 85% of jobs are filled by networking. And with 67% of military spouses who have been relocated or had to quit at least a job as a result of the military move, we need to do a lot to bring those numbers down and to provide networking opportunities for spouses to plug into a business community a lot faster and a lot more efficiently. And so Hiring Our Heroes really does a lot of advocacy work within that space and tries very hard to reduce those numbers and to make it easier for spouses to find that meaningful employment faster. And the Military Spouse Fellowship Program is certainly one of those ways to reduce those numbers. But we have other programs as well that are working very hard to alleviate some of the stress that comes from 
looking for employment every time you move. One of the programs that we talked about already was the Military Spouse Professional Network, which is a great way for spouses to come together and find commonalities between each other and support each other in their professional development. Another great initiative and a great program is the Military Spouse Economic Empowerment Zones. And Tampa was announced as a Military Spouse Economic Empowerment Zone about 18 months ago. And the objective of the MCs, which is how it is abbreviated, M-S-E-E-Z, is to bring together the local community leadership and industry leaders to develop some workforce solutions for military spouses. And so the way that that looks is we bring together a working group of employers that will sit down with two or three military spouse representatives. And these groups work to establish a range of local employment-related tools and resources to help tackle military spouse employment issues. So the MCs working group in Tampa is going to start meeting in January 2020 as well. And I'm delighted to see that there's definitely a couple of companies that have already come to the table and are willing to keep that conversation going. Well, that's really awesome. Hiring or Hears is very thorough. And I'll have to say that one of the things that really impresses me about the organization is the follow through. They don't just do something and then, okay, well, that's done. Check the box. They make calls, they follow up, and they're very thorough about it. So whatever they do, it just seems like they're very vested in doing an excellent job at it. Yes, I feel that I've been helped by this organization in so many ways before taking on this role. But finding the Military Spouse Professional Network and realizing that there's an entire organization that is working really hard to find these solutions to bring this conversation to the forefront was so reassuring and validating that I wasn't alone and feeling frustrated with my own career challenges as, again, we were moving every 12 months and I had to reinvent myself really in each location. I absolutely love what the organization does and I think it helps so many military families and in creating that conversation. And, and oftentimes that really doesn't take that much for companies, for the business community, for the local leaders to start understanding how solving some of these issues, whether they relate to veteran unemployment or the stress that comes from transitioning out of the military or military spouse unemployment issues, coming together and just talking and bringing awareness to some of these problems is really part of that solution because everybody wants to help the military community People are very eager to come to the table and figure out how they can make certain adjustments in their organizations that will create some tangible results that solve some of the issues related to military spouse unemployment, veteran unemployment, or like I said, the, that transition period. And that's fantastic. And we keep seeing that over and over again. But we still have to raise a lot of awareness because there are parts of our communities that don't take that into account. There are still many companies that don't fully focus on that, but we look forward to continuing that conversation and having that wherever we go. I couldn't agree with you more. It's very impactful. Just really, it's all about getting the word out there. And hopefully this is a great example of talking with American Heroes Network, getting that word out there to the community, let them know what's available, first of all, 
and then letting companies hear about it so that they can be part of it too. When I heard you speak, Mm -hmm. I heard you talk about the caretaker program. Tell me a little Mm -hmm. bit about that one because I haven't heard anybody else doing that one. Sure. So the military spouse fellowship program, when a spouse applies, we also ask for somebody to identify as a caretaker. So the military spouse fellowship program is open to caretakers. So somebody that has been taking care of a wounded soldier or a military child with special needs, if the season is right for them to re-enter the workforce, they can apply to the fellowship program and use that as a stepping stone back into the workforce. Another element of that is that it does not have to be a spouse. The caretaker can be a mother, a brother, or a cousin, or a sister that has been taking care of somebody. Same dates, same fellowship. It's also six weeks long, but we include that demographic in our program. That's pretty awesome too. It just extends what Hiring Our Heroes is already doing. So we've got veteran spouses, and then there's others involved who also take care of our veterans and I just think it's amazing that there's the level and detail of which the help is available for people. And I think people just don't know that all this is out there. And that's why I really want to spread the word because it's just so critically important to be able to help our military and their families. So I'm glad to be a part of spreading the word about all this. So for these different programs that we talked about, I guess the important thing to know is for people that want to participate, is there a timeline and application process? When does this happen or when is the next one starting? And so how does that process work? So we have three cohorts per year for the fellowship programs. And the next application deadline for cohort 2022 is March 13th, 2020. So that is coming up, but transitioning service members can apply for cohort 2023 and then 2021 for the cohorts that come in and that are coming up in that year, depending on their transition dates. So step one is to fill out a application form online. It's a very basic form where you really just enter in your dates and your name and your contact details. And from there, I receive that application form and start communicating by email with the applicant. And we complete the requirements for the application, which are pretty simple, but they require a resume, cover letter, and most importantly, the career skills program paperwork, which the service member must arrange with the administrator at their installation and have leadership approval to participate in the program. And we then conduct a pre-screening interview, which can be done over the phone if they're not physically present in the Tampa area, or I meet with the transitioning service member here in Tampa around McDill. Same for the military spouses, though they usually apply for the cohort that is starting the soonest. So same application deadline, it will be March 13th as well for the cohort that starts in May 2020. And they apply online, fill out a very similar form, and also have to submit a resume, a cover letter, and then do a pre-screening interview with me. And those are usually done locally, as most military spouses are already here. Military spouses have to be present, living in the area around the base, or be PCSing in in time for the fellowship to start. Got it. Okay, that's great information for them to know. I mean, hopefully we generate interest and we really get this program ramped up and make Tampa and Orlando be a role model for the rest of the country. That would be great, wouldn't it? 
yeah, I'm learning from all the other fantastic programs that have been running for longer than the Tampa Orlando program. We have amazing program managers around the entire country who have been great in mentoring me as I step into this role. And I certainly have a lot to learn from them. But the ingredients in Tampa for a very successful fellowship program are here. And those ingredients are a very supportive business community. That's probably number one. Number two is the fact that there are so many military families that want to start a second career in Tampa or Orlando. And so there is a big number of applicants that want to apply to the program and are interested in working in this community. And then thirdly, it's the support of the base leadership to allow us to share information about the program. And so all those ingredients are certainly here and we appreciate all the support. I work closely with the Chambers of Commerce here in Tampa and on a weekly basis come across new employers that want to learn more and also supporting organizations that are very veteran friendly and military community friendly that also support me, you being one of them. (laughs) So we appreciate that this is a community that really embraces the different types of support programs for the military. And so in that sense, I agree that Tampa can certainly become an amazing program location and I'm working hard to make that happen. So like I said, I really appreciate your support. I can see you out there interacting with the business community and stuff like that. So now I know you're out there speaking, I know you're out there spreading the word and I know you're out there helping others. How else does Hiring Our Heroes connect with transitioning military veterans and their families? So we connect with the community through a number of events, summits and programs. We organize transition summits at different military installations around the world, which is a great way for veterans and transitioning service members to get to know some of our programs. On the military spouse front, we have an Amplify event, which is a two-day event that allows for military spouses to come together and talk about military spouse employment and connect with the local community. I participated in Amplify event and found that to be tremendously empowering and useful. And we also, of course, have a robust website where you can read about all of the different programs that we run. And that's really a starting point for figuring out how to take advantage of the fellowship program, read more about the eligibility for that program, and to get started with a program manager who can then start tracking your application. We have 16 program managers for the fellowship program And that program manager is also a great point of contact to ask questions directly, specifically about your situation, and to guide you through how to proceed. So you mentioned the website, and it sounds Mm -hmm. like that that's really the best way to connect to Hiring Our Heroes. So what is the website? So our website is hiringourheroes.org. For the fellowships, you would go to hiringourheroes.org slash fellowships and start your application process through that. And that is really step number one is to do that. You don't have to submit any major paperwork in order to apply to the fellowship program. We do that on a case-by-case scenario, making sure that your dates on the active duty side are going to work with the cohort dates. Military spouses don't have to worry about their dates as much as they have to worry about their location. So they have to be physically present in a program location or, like I said, PCSN. All right. That's awesome. So what action items would you give either transitioning service members or even spouses in order to be successful? I think 
taking advantage of all of the resume review and resume help services that are available for transitioning service members and military spouses is number one. If you Google all the possible resources, you'll come across many things. It'll take some time to figure out what you want to use or what you really need to use. And that is a case-by-case scenario, but there are tremendous programs out there for resume review. You can also go to the MFRC to start that process. The resumes are looked at through this program through a slightly different lens in the sense that you're identified as a group of fellowship candidates that is taken very seriously. And the hiring managers are looking at these resumes thoroughly. And so we expect those resumes to really be good. And we expect that the applicants really take time to create a resume that reflects who they are and reflects what they want to do. So that's number one. The second one would be to create a very strong LinkedIn profile, which is also a time-consuming task. This isn't something you can prepare for in a couple of days. So a professional headshot in civilian wear for those that are transitioning is very important. And again, there are so many resources out there for that. I know in Tampa, there are a number of opportunities to get a free headshot for your LinkedIn profile. I know that Project Transition USA helps with that as well. So that's a great way to start if you're in the Tampa area. Another important element of preparing for a fellowship program would be to look for opportunities to do mock interviews, to take advantage of some of those free services that are out there for military members to practice their interviewing skills. Many of those services are also open for military spouses. So going into this prepared, doing mock interviews, preparing your resume, and having a good LinkedIn profile are all things that are going to matter for securing a fellowship. And networking is huge. We encourage our applicants and candidates to really network within the communities that they want to work in because that can only help their application. If a company is already familiar with you and they see your resume come through the fellowship, they're more likely to contact you. And that's just the reality of what networking is. And so we encourage you to really be proactive on networking through LinkedIn or participating in community events. Some of our applicants are coming in from outside of the Tampa community, in which case it's harder because you can only rely on networking through LinkedIn, but that can be a very powerful tool. So absolutely seeking out workshops like Project Transition USA or looking at the hundreds of free workshops and seminars on LinkedIn itself, that can be very powerful when preparing for a fellowship or for the transition or for your job search in general. And lastly, I hear this a lot from transitioning service members or from veterans mostly who have already transitioned, is to really think about your second career and what it is that you want to do versus only think about it in terms of high salary. And that's a little bit of soul searching that has to be done with everybody that's going through this process. And for that, it's probably best to talk to service members who have recently transitioned and are currently working somewhere that can really reflect on the choices that they made and what they would have done differently. So that is, in a nutshell, the types of things to consider when preparing for the fellowship. Wow, I'll tell you, each one of those is really great advice, and you made some really good points in all of those. That last one, especially you're talking about getting another veteran or somebody like that, it's just somebody that might be in the industry, you know, what do you want to do for a second career? What industry is it in? Who can you talk to if not a veteran, 
just find a mentor because there's programs out there that yes. will help you get a mentor that can really tell you what it's really like, tell you what you really make. And that's such important information. So great advice. All that is awesome. You've told us how to go to the website and to apply for the program if you know someone wants to do that. If someone wanted to reach out to you directly, is there a way that you would like to be contacted? Sure. LinkedIn is a great way. I try to reply through there on messages that I get. And I'm certainly available for a call. Sometimes that can be a spontaneous call. And sometimes we do have to schedule it given the cohort flow. What deadlines that I'm working on. But LinkedIn is certainly a great way to connect. And then for applicants to the program, emailing would be the best way as well. And getting into email contact with me is the best way to go about that would be to fill out an application so that, like I said, I have a context of your dates, which cohort you would be in. And then I can make sure to start tracking that application. So Alexandra, you know, this podcast interview has been so helpful because I think that information that you have given is something that veterans, the transitioning, the spouses, they're all going to be able to utilize this information to help make themselves incredibly more successful. And one of the biggest struggles in transition is finding that next career. And this actually interjects them into a company and gives them the opportunity to work hard, learn the business, get a job offer. And it's just amazing, really. So I wanted to say thank you so much for taking your time today to provide this information and then to share it with everyone. Thank you, Pete, so much for the opportunity to talk about the fellowship program as it gets off the ground here in Tampa. It's great to have your support and to be able to spend some time and talk in detail about the different opportunities and programs under Higher Earned Heroes and specifically the Corporate Fellowship Program and the Military Spouse Fellowship Program. I really appreciate your support and in general appreciate the support of this entire community here in Tampa that has welcomed me with open arms. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Be sure to keep coming back each week for more great episodes. If you want to talk about something you learned today, if you have questions, or if you would like to be a guest on our podcast, go to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and click on Contact Us. Thank you for listening.